Welcome to another edition of Viking Voices. We've got an amazingly special guest today. I'm going to say it right now. It's Pee Wee Halsell, the head of the Western Washington University track and field programs. He's a head coach of the cross country programs, indoor track, outdoor track. And this is going to blow your mind, but he's entering his 34th season here at Western. Um, Pee Wee, thanks for joining Viking Voices. We've had you on our radar for a while. Uh, our most tenured head coach, and uh, you're our next guest. So welcome to Viking Voices. Thanks, Jeff. It's good to be here. Yeah, well, in this podcast, we like to just get to know a little bit about our coaches. Um, we could probably <laughs> spend about the next six or seven hours talking to you about uh, Western athletics and Viking track and field and cross country, but we're going to keep it to about 30 to 45 minutes, and we're going to learn a lot more about the program, going to learn about you, and going to learn about uh, just the Vikings and what they've done with all this rich history in your program. So tell us a little bit, 34th season at uh, Western Washington University. Give us the Cliff Notes version of how Pee Wee got up to the Pacific Northwest. Well, uh, I guess it started way back when, you know, uh, back in, well, 86 year. uh, I knew that I was at Wayland Baptist and they were going to be cutting back because the oil prices were dropping and, and a lot of the revenues that came into school was through oil. So I found out. I was losing my job in February uh, and then in uh, June, basically answered a prayer and I ended up getting the job at, at Western. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it was uh, just uh, amazing. I mean, that, that I got had a prayer for me and I found out right at the end of May, early June. So it was fun. A young track and field coach from Texas. Coaching at Wayland Baptist, probably had never been to the Pacific Northwest. Am I correct? Uh, I, I had. I've been to Seattle. My wife is from Kirkland, okay. and so uh, and she was at uh, at Wayland, and we met at Wayland, and then uh, she was a javelin thrower through the program. I was uh, assistant coach, graduate assistant, so still right in that area there, and and so yeah, I'd come up and visit Maria once or twice. So, so you, you made the trek up here to the Northwest. You uh, got the job at Western and uh, overseeing the programs. You're taking over for Ralph Vernacchia, who was kind of a, you know, a legend in the track and field world as, as well. Um, tell us just about how that transition was. You're back in the late 80s um, competing. What was that transition like? How, how did Ralph help you kind of make the transition here at Western? And how much of a mentor was he? Well, uh, uh, I think he, he did the right thing. I had, of course, I had my ideas. I was young and dumb, probably way back when, uh, but we did meet and he told me the Western way, you know, how, how it, the school itself recruited great athletes and a lot of, and that, to be honest with you, other than the recruiting that he did, a lot of the athletes that I got just, I just, uh, well, I didn't have emails back at the time, but just uh, in contacts, uh, getting in touch with kids on campus for the next several years uh, was a lot, a big part of the recruiting, especially on the women's side. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, uh, pretty good. And he, you know, he came in, we, he told me the ins and outs of the program and then he got out of the way. Uh, and, it, and he was always there for me to talk to. So I think he, uh, didn't want to be in the way and, uh, he did a great job there, but he did coach me up that way. And, you know, and then I brought in my other mentors, you know, my other coaches that I'd coached with that were my mentors. And, and that was, uh, you know, 
I think they mold, helped mold me. And then uh, I, I'm going to say Western helped mold me too. <laughs> yeah. You are a, a huge ambassador as for our athletic department being here 34 years and kind of Mr. Viking, you know, you, 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 you have a lot of pride in our program and your program and the school. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, there's some fun photos of you in your office with the Viking helmet on, and you're always talking <laughs> about helping the Vikings and helping the program and doing whatever you can to help Western. Um, was that born pretty much right away when you got up here? Uh, you know, I think there was a transition because it came from a, a, a private uh, uh, program. I'd been at, at a junior college in Texas, so I came from a, a state junior college to a private back to a state. And so, uh, and it was at eight years at the private. So it was a little transition. The red tape was a little bit more and different, I should say. Uh, and, but it was, it was, you know, it was good. And just the growing up in Texas, uh, culture's a little bit different, you know, uh, even though my wife was from, uh, Maria's from, uh, the Northwest and, uh, but it was, it was good. It was just kids are kids and you just have to meet them where they are. Uh, and and you go from there and then you just uh have expectations for them and i think uh when you do have those expectations uh, they rise to them yeah well there's been i mean your, your your program is such rich in history so many great meets nationals regionals you know vernacchia meets twilight meets at civic stadium we probably can't even scratch the surface about <laughs> memorable performances or memorable meets but are there a few that stick out in your mind in your 33 years, 34 mm. years that just, just, you say, wow, that was, that was a moment, a cross country well, meet somewhere or a track well, meet? I would say there's two cross country, uh, national, well, probably more than that, but at least two, uh, you know, back in 92, uh, the women, uh, best, uh, it was at any eye level, but they placed fourth and the men were sixth at the national championship. Now, talk about a mud fest. It was a mud fest and, uh, the North people, the kids from the Northwest came in and, and showed them who the mudders were, uh, you know, and we had some good performances where we didn't, I don't remember having a whole lot of all Americans, uh, but it was a great team sport. And then the next one would have been in, uh, 2009. Uh, and that would have been in, uh, uh, Indiana on a hilly course, which is, uh, another thing but it was hot it was a warmer day and so i think that which is not usually a kid from the northwest strength but the hills are and and the men ended up fourth and the women were eighth uh at the ncaa division two which is our best finish uh for uh the men and then i think the women did one other time did place sixth uh, uh at the national meet in cross country but those those stand out to me i mean and and i think track i think you know, of course, track, uh, you know, I can think of a conference championship where the kids, I ended up getting a migraine. I was there, but only in physically, not mentally. And, uh, you know, that uh, they came in and competed and, and, you know, that was the highlights for me. I'm just seeing this blur of light and Vikings come across the line first, jumping, you know, PRs and, you know, things like that. But that's the great thing. That's what I tell the kids. They're Vikings. They're going to go battle uh, for that victory. And, and it holds true. It's uh, been fun to have that be part of it and to watch them rise to those occasions. Uh, and that's really what it is to those expectations. 
you know, you've had so many student athletes come through your, your gates, so to speak. Um, individual performance, you know, track is also a team sport. Individual performances, though, is are there any that stick out to you, whether it be a javelin throw, you know, a Bethany Drake or a, or a Monica or a Kitty Reichert or a, a jump um, by someone that even sticks out in your mind and you see, well, say, wow, that was amazing. Uh, you know, uh, you know, some of them, it may not even be the, the greatness of their throws. You say Monica, I mean, her first national championship was an underwhelming throw. It wasn't even her PR, but she won nationals, which is probably the lowest national championship win in a javelin throw. But she was there. She was present. She was a freshman and she went to compete and she threw within inches of her PR. And that's what we talked about. Just go do it. And she was just that type of a person. That would be one. I mean, I think of Devin Kemper, probably one of the most competitive uh, people I've ever met. I mean, I met a lot of them, but uh, just a kid from uh, Gig Harbor come in, didn't like losing. I mean, I remember we're at Stanford, uh, Stanford Invitational once. He ran, he got second. The kid that, the person that beat him was a world-class runner 5,000 runner now he he talked in the 1500 800 was Devin but uh he didn't like it and it was fun to to see him and then I say do you know who you just lost to and and finally said I you know came around but he still didn't like it yeah and that you know things like that stick out in my mind I mean but yeah like say uh you know thinking of Ryan uh Brown in the pole vault you know his senior year he had just no heighted in the conference championship two weeks prior. And that was, it was a struggle year for him that way. I mean, we had some coaching uh, problems, uh, I would say inconsistencies uh, there just because of jobs, because our coaches were volunteers. But he came back to the national championship and hey, uh, was inspired by a freshman uh, pole vaulter or sophomore pole vaulter, I should say but her first national championship, she's just excited. He says, Hey, this is what it's all about. And, and came in and, and was his fourth national championship. Uh, so there's so many, I could probably continue on. You say names and I could probably think of several. I mean, Brett Watson to watch that guy compete, you know, he just muscled up and went in it. Uh, I mean, there's stories behind him, two or three of them, but I think of a lot of, uh, individual and, uh, competitions i mean devin kemper was second in the nation hit our first year ncaa in the 800 you know uh that was fun he was upset again <laughs> but that's beside the point because he wanted to win uh you could probably definitely write a book about all this i mean you're just you're just going through memory lane right now we probably only got back to the the mid 2000s uh well, we, yeah, we we went down to the 92 but uh for some teams uh but yeah could and kemper was yeah how cool is that? I mean, I know you're going to have a wave of uh, some pretty special student athletes that are probably going to be eligible for the WWE Athletic Hall of Fame pretty soon. Sarah Porter and Ryan Brown. And yeah. um, there's going to be a wave of those coming up. But you go through your history and I'm going to read some numbers out to you. And, um, I, you know, a lot of it probably you're going to credit to the student athletes. But you have 38 Coach of the Year awards. Um, you know, you've been all region Coach of the Year many times. Uh, so many national champion participants, all Americans, conference track champions, 227 of them, you know, 88 cross country conference, all-stars. What 
when when you see those numbers, when you think what flashes through your mind, you know what the memories that you have of well, of the program. Well, uh, memories. It's is it is of the athletes and the assistant coaches and and uh, everything. I mean, uh, people helping with travel. You know, it it takes so much to organize all that. It can't. It's not all me. Uh, by no stretch of the imagination is it. Um, and that's the exciting part that there's been so many people. And that's, uh, you know, I uh, was on a GNAC coaches call uh, earlier this year, and we we're talking about the possibility of the cross country season this winter. Uh, but, and, you know, to me, yes, it's about the competitions, but it's also about the relationships and those relationships are with your athletes and teammates, your assistant, your coaches, your fellow coaches, administrators, uh, you know, our relationship, uh, but our relationship with other coaches from other teams and, and going in for a friendly battle, okay, or, or competition, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, but that's what this is about. It's about comp, uh, those relationships. And, yes, I remember some of the great competitions, but I remember those kids. I remember – you know, those, all those kids that I've, you know, all of them different, but uh, just amazing. Uh, I, th I think I saw that firsthand. Um, you know, you're, you had a little reunion a few years ago after the Vernacchia meet in the Hall of Fame room up in, in Carver. And it was it was for you. It was a 30 year thing, I believe. But just the way that. The way that the, the student athletes and the former assistant coaches who were probably a lot of former student athletes talked about that relationship and how much you meant to them, I. That was something special for me to kind of witness and see. I assume it was for you as well to, <laughs> to have so many of those eras in one room and, um, and to celebrate not necessarily accomplishments on the track or the course or the runway, but, but what you guys have all accomplished as friends and mentors and teammates and all that stuff. I assume that was a pretty special moment for you. Uh, yeah, it, it, I would have to say it would be one of my highlights to – hear the good things, but to see them and to see them interacting. I mean, that room was just jam packed. You couldn't even move hardly. And I didn't get the chance to, to talk to everybody, which is, is sad. I mean, I'd be chasing somebody and they'd move and I couldn't move fast enough or, you know, whatever it was, but that was uh, those relationships and to rekindle uh, even those for a little bit, you know, but from, from nine, fall of 1987 to, you know, uh, you know, I, you know, the young lady that was a current uh, Walter Force that spoke. I mean, uh, just amazing. And it's, it's fun, but it's about those relationships. And I don't want to forget about those relationships. And, and they'll continue to grow for a couple more years anyway. Yeah. Well, like you mentioned it earlier, it takes a village to run a track program. Um, you've mentioned, you know, I've seen it firsthand just to run a meet. It takes a village. Um, you've described an indoor track meet as a, you know, a 16 ring circus or something like that. But uh, you, you've <laughs> no, had a lot me. of great assistant coaches and a lot of them have been volunteers um, that are kind of just volunteering their time. Maybe there's a little bit of stipend involved, but how thankful are you for that village that you've been surrounded by? Um, you know, you've got some great ones right now with Eric and um, you know, Ben Stensland and, and, and some others, but through the years, there's been so many great people that have helped mentor these students. Yeah. Oh, oh, by all means. I mean, it's, it's been, um, I would say my first year, uh, even I experienced it a lot there, uh, but 
to come in 87 being the only full-time coach and only having a couple grand for stipends for assistant coaches, uh, but the volunteer people just wanting to come out and, and, and help. I mean, Dick Henry, uh, Lex Caligas, uh, you know, just to name a couple of them that stayed around for, for years and years, but uh, to see the kids that Dick mentored, I mean, and that young lady we talked about in the pole vault as a sophomore, inspiring Ryan Brown became my assistant coach. And now that's passed on. Uh, it's, it's amazing to have, and uh, I, I can't even, you know, it's, there's so many uh, because it changes from year to year. Uh, the current, current coaches I have now uh, with Eric, uh, uh, Mr. Administration, Mr. I mean, he, he does a great job. Uh, with everything, but Ben Stensland, Mr. Uh, field event, but uh, both, both of them are very much that way. Uh, you know, Damien who has a full-time job and then comes out and volunteers in the throws. But those three guys are a lot alike in the sense that they just see it. Okay. Where an old guy like me, I have to struggle with it, but uh, that, but TJ Garlotts, Kennedy Ruffner, who are my current coaches, you know, uh, DJ Brown, it, it, those are the current ones, but how many go back? And so I, you know, my, my first few years, my wife was my assistant, uh, volunteer assistant, you know, uh, you know, how fun was that? Uh, it was great that she got a job cause I got a raise when she got a job, but, uh, you know, it's been, uh, you know, amazing, uh, to think about that. And it does, I do think of those, uh, coaches, whether it's one season or, or multiple seasons, but it's been uh, a blessing uh, uh, from God to, ha to have that. You know, one coach that, you know, that you didn't mention because we no. lost a dear friend uh, earlier this year and a person that's revered in the track and cross country world across the world. Um, Bill Rowe passed away. Um, tell us about your friendship with him, your working relationship with Bill. And it was over 30 years that you and Bill worked <laughs> together and ran meets together and, uh, Probably yeah. a little bit of everything in between. Well, uh, you know, Bill and I, uh, we may have disagreed on some things, but we agreed upon our training uh, for the most, you know, uh, how we train distance runners. And he was my distance coach for years. He helped Ralph Renakia for a, a year. He's another very organized young man. And, and he was the reason why we ran a meet. And people wanted to come to our meets because they were well ran. Uh, not to say that we didn't have our problems occasionally. And, and that's the only time I ever really saw Bill blow up was at track meets uh, when something wasn't going right, you know, cause he wanted it so much to go right. And uh, you know, uh, and I, I'd say that's one of the only times that you've seen him blow up. Uh, and, but in the, as technology gets more, the more things that go wrong. <laughs> so, but uh, but I have so many fond memories. I was very honored to be able to go out and, uh, um, and with his family and uh, put his ashes out in their memory garden at their uh, family cabin out on Whidbey Island uh, and hear all the great stories from the family, friends, letters from around the, the world, really. Uh, but he was, he meant a lot to us, uh, you know, loved to, you know, do things. He was always busy. It was hard to settle down into one spot, uh, and, and that, but, uh, you know, 
uh, I'll have a beer in his honor occasionally. I mean, you know, he's amazing. Uh, he, you know, all these kids, I mean, those kids at my 30th, they were there to see Bill too, you know, uh, you know, because he's been part of it, uh, from day, you know, from day one, uh, until, you know, last February. Um, and he still is, uh, in my, in my mind, in my heart, you know, he will always be there and I, I appreciate his help and it's scary to think about what we're going to do uh, without him. But I mean, at the same time, we'll get by and part of it's because of what we learned from him. So, yeah. And hopefully we know when we get back to racing on the cross country level, we'll, uh, we'll have the bill Rowe classic in his honor. And, uh, right. and that way, you know, his legacy will live on in the Northwest here and with so much that he did for cross country and track and field from a meet standpoint, right. but also from a personnel standpoint. So good stuff there. Yes. And uh, you know, Bill, we miss you. And, uh, yes. Yes. So, um, you know, kind of moving back into kind of a tough transition, but do you want to talk about the current Vikings? Um, <laughs> you guys are on a little bit of a run right now, especially the men's program. Uh, you know, cross country teams swept the GNAC championships in 2019. Um, pretty amazing stuff there. Um, you know, qualified each teams have qualified for nationals and cross country each of the last two years that they competed the men's program is on a pretty good run right now where they've won the last two indoor titles, the last outdoor title. So they've won the last four GNAC men's teams championships in the cross country and track and field uh, uh, environment. How exciting is it to see the success of the Vikings and, uh, and the, the direction that they're going? Like I say, it, I, I think it tells you a lot about the Vikings. They want to win. I mean, uh, the men have been winning the women the cross country first GNAC championship was that cross country championship for us. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they, they just, they go out and battle, whether we win or lose, they're going to know that we were there. Uh, and uh, I think that's almost every year that you, I mean, looking back through history that we were there, we might not have even been in the top two, but they knew we were there. They, it was, they knew we were going to be there to battle. Uh, I mean, that goes all the way back. And I, I don't know that I can take a whole lot of credit for that first year of success. But on that men's team, the men were, I think, projected to be fourth. And we ended up second by four, four and a half points. Uh, and, uh, you know, Spike Arlt, uh, a whole guy from Central, the coach uh, from there that, that, you know, they had their invitational named after him. Uh, but he came up and said, hey good job he, he he had you could tell he was nervous and but that's been the legacy from the start and is it me I just happen to be in the title position uh it is that village that does it the athletes the assistant coaches I had you know lots of volunteers that year uh but it, it but it, it's been that legacy that we've gone on uh to do that the recent victories as well as the past uh uh you know, they're all in the past. Now we're, I always try to look forward, you know, to the next one. Hopefully 2021, we get an outdoor championship. And that's going to be fun to get back in the saddle and, and running for those championships, having some fun. Yeah, I do. I do want to ask you about two specific programs, um, one each on the men's side and women's side, but uh, the javelin program here for the, for the women um, has risen to an elite level, uh, a national elite level, uh, Monica Gretzicki, um, Katie Riker, Bethany Drake, Hannah Ninabar, Natalie Veto, goes on and on of the, 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 the student athletes that have 
competed at nationals. You know, Amanda Short now, who was a second team All-American. There's so many that have come through this program over the last 10 to 15 years. It's, it's become a nationally known, recognized program. How did that come about? And I know you, do, you, have, a, you have a javelin thrower in your, in your household as well, but how did this all come about? I, I would say it, it doesn't, it's not just the last 10 years. I'd say it goes back even before I got here. I mean, you know, you had, uh, I mean, you talk about my wife, uh, but one of the Vikings uh, borrowed her javelin and beat her with it, you know, as a national championship. Uh, so way back in the, in the mid eighties. But uh, so I think that goes back in the, you know, the, uh, you know, the uh, history of the javelin at Western is amazing, but the current, you know, uh, it's building. I mean, it makes me nervous thinking beyond this year because, you know, they graduate, <laughs> you know, uh, this will be the last year for a lot of those young ladies. We've got a bunch of young guys. Um, but uh, as a whole, it, it's, it's a pretty cool thing to, and to, you know, have my wife take it when I, when she got here and then she became a nurse and uh, have had a couple other volunteer coaches. I've been the coach to watch Ben uh, take, take that uh, group of athletes and mold them. I mean, it's a special part, part of him as well as uh, those athletes. Not that he doesn't take personal pride in, in the other areas because he does. And that's the fun part of watching him coach uh, that uh, the j- javelin you as, as you've called us, but, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun to watch that legacy go on. And, and that, yeah, it's a little nerve wracking, you know, cause we're, we're coming to a, you know, in the waves we're, da- we're in the down wave after this year, <laughs> but we'll build uh, and, it up. Yeah. And on the men's side, you know, there's something that I- I'm going to, I'm actually going to, pull out my writing skills here in a little bit and, and write a story about the, the great hurdle program uh, for the men. Um, it's kind mm-hmm. of a, a under the radar type thing, but you know, over the last, you know, that in the GNAC era, I'm going to go back, you know, ever, there's been so many wins from Peter McGuire to Travis Milbrandt to Cordell Cummings. Um, you know, mm-hmm. now you've got Logan Myers and, you know, Travis Milbrandt, a four-time champion. Um, the history is there and, it's pretty cool because your coach in that in that sport in that specialty, Eric Dudley, is a great hurdler himself from Washington State in the collegiate ranks and from Bellingham. But the history of the hurdle program goes even farther back because one of the oldest records in the Western record book is by Mike Vorch back in the early '70s. So nice. the history of the men's hurdle program has been amazing lately, but it goes so far back, and I think. You know, yes. For me personally, seeing what Cordell has done and what Travis has done during my time, it's been pretty awesome to see them because when they go to those GNAC championships, Western's on the podium. Well, that, that, that is exciting. I mean, the hurdles, uh, and like I say, I, I credit uh, uh, Eric a whole lot uh, to take that you know, uh, program and, and bring it. I mean, even, it, was, it was happening, but to take, you know, well, I, I think of Travis and I think of Cordell should they have even been at a national championship people wouldn't have predicted that maybe uh but it is from that coaching that that eric was able to do that you know i mean john katsagenis was a great 100 hurdler that was helped me coach my first year and helped ralph for several uh but uh you know it it's it, it it has been fun and to watch 
the athletes uh, glean that knowledge from Eric, whether it's in the hurdles or the sprints, which is the area that he coaches. And the Pacific Northwest isn't the best area for, for, for ballistic events like that. Uh, but, uh, but he does an amazing job and to, you know, to watch Cordell, uh, fight through what he's done and, and to beat some, some great athletes because he is a competitor. There's another great competitor. And I could, I think of his competitions, uh, and to watch him has been a lot of fun. Yeah. And then, you know, passing that baton on to Kobe Okezi now, and it's been fun mm-hmm. to watch them progress and it's been fun to watch them kind of, you know, kind of hurdle you is kind of what I'm going to do this <laughs> right about, because I, just, I think there's been a lot of great success there and I'm going to try to do it, but I wanted to get your feelings about that. And that's really great. Oh, no, I agree. Hear. I think on the men and women's side, I can think of uh, uh, quite a few. I mean, I think back in the la- latter years of the NEI, how many, uh, and into the NCA, the, I mean, with Brandy Stevenson, who was another assistant coach hurdler, uh, heptathlete. I mean, does, does it all, or, you know, uh, but, you know, to think back to those successes, even, uh, back in then and, and all the way through, I mean, there's so many people, I just have to look through the, the seasons, you know, uh, you know, your seasons to see all the names. It's amazing. But yeah. that I, I, I agree with you. Hurdlers yeah. are pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, one, one thing I always like to talk about, especially with the, the program and the running program specifically, is that we live in a running community. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, you know, whenever I add, talk to a cross-country runner or a distance runner, I always ask them, you know, what their favorite trail is. And you're <laughs> – I can't tell you how many times I drive to campus or I – drive down on Fairhaven Parkway and I see one of our runners heading out on the interurban trail and the Chuckanuts. Um, when you're recruiting or talking to prospective student athletes, how much of that comes up talking about the running uh, atmosphere and the running community in Bellingham, the trail system right out uh, campus's back door. Well, like I say, I think that's the one thing. I mean, you, you mentioned Sarah Porter earlier, you know, from that she had, she had a ride, uh, you know, she had had an offer to go to Eastern Washington and was pretty much going to go. And then all of a sudden, suddenly said something about Western Washington and Bellingham. She came up, uh, we put her on a bus, got her up here. Uh, she ran the trails. I'm sold Pee Wee, And, and we don't have full rides. Uh, but she was here. Uh, that's what sold it to her, but just do that. I've got a map in my office of, uh, uh, it's a, artist depiction of the trails of Bellingham. And I just, I just point to it and say, Hey, that's an artist depiction of the trails. And, and it, they're amazing. And they don't even, it doesn't even come close to the trails. You can get into the Chuck, you know, the Chuck nuts. I mean, there's so many areas you can go, but you've got Galbraith mountain. You've got, it's uh, amazing. Uh, and they're, they keep expanding. Uh, and that's the fun part. I mean, it's, it's come a long ways from 34 years ago, I will say. Yeah, you can go down to Fairhaven Runners there. I know a, a couple of Vikings are associated with that shop, but uh, they have that poster up in there you can go buy. But it's pretty cool to see um, endless trails. And, you know, it's always mm-hmm. fun to, oh, yeah. to see your team running on them and being courteous and, and smiling and talking. And um, so that's great. It's a, we're a huge part of the running community. And we're thankful for all those that have uh, paved the way for that. So Yes, nice very much so. Um, I got to ask, I know you've been a part of a lot of, events a lot of venues you've been to but is there one running track oh. venue that you've been to that just uh 
is pretty special. Um, the track. Been a part of. Oh, I guess the one I'm at, but uh, <laughs> at the present time, no. Uh, uh, oh, that's a tough one. That is a, a tough question, but a venue uh, would be, oh, geez. I think of so many in the recent years, Long Beach is a beautiful facility, okay? A little bit warm and windy at times, so there's some negatives, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, Stanford was fun. Mount Sac, uh, would love to go see their new facility, but the old facility had some great, great things happen there, uh, down in a bowl, and uh, just uh, so to see what, how they transformed it would be fun, but that was a fun place to go compete. We had a couple national champion track, track and field championships. Uh, I, but I would say Oregon is probably the old Oregon would probably be the most iconic. Uh, I'm going to say it's a little sad for me to see that they remodeled it. I haven't seen the new remodel. I know it's going to be cool and it's right there. Uh, but the old, you know, uh, one of my first national championships, I was at uh, South Plains Junior College and we flew to San Francisco and then drove up the coast. Okay. Uh, and to be up in that, those stands and one of my mentors, Clint Ramsey, uh, we had a 400 hurdler <laughs> called him peanut from Louisiana, Shreveport, <laughs> Louisiana. But anyway, he, uh, hadn't hit a hurdle all year, hit the last hurdle and ended up third instead of winning. Uh, and Coach Ramsey wanted to go jump off the back of the, the stands, those wooden stands, great, great east, uh, western uh, stands, but the east side is uh, iconic. But, to, you know, I got to watch some great javelin throwers, three of our, you know, Monica, Katie, and Bethany throw at the Olympic trials with my youngest daughter uh, and my wife. Uh, that, that was uh, absolutely, that was fun to see that at uh, Hayward Field was amazing. But that's probably the most iconic uh, place. I've been to a lot of nice places. So yeah, the, the pictures of the new uh, venue are amazing, um, to yes. say the least. I know that there's a lot of history. Uh, my first half marathon was in Eugene, so I love it as well for Track <laughs> Track Town USA. But a um, lot of memories there, and um, yes. we look forward to the trials. Hopefully, coming back soon and in Eugene where it needs to be. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah. I know that the the Vikings have competed there several times. Their twilight meet and. Uh, and yeah, it's good times. And we can't wait to see another uh, home track meet at Civic Stadium, hopefully in the very near future. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, looking forward. Well, now we get to go into a little bit of some hard hitting, not really, but fun questions for you. <laughs> um, you raise your family up here in Bellingham. You live just outside of the, of the, of the city. Um, do you guys have a favorite restaurant that you all go to in town? Uh, you know, when was the last time I went out? <laughs> I would say Deanna's is my favorite. Uh, uh, you know, go in there, get some pasta and a little uh, lamb uh, with that. But uh, that's one of the, I, it's been so long since I've been, been there. I've, I actually have a, a gift certificate that I need to go use, but uh, hopefully it doesn't run out. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's probably my, my first, but I, I just like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're always you're always telling me about this barbecue restaurant down near uh what is it oh, arlington and uh and yeah. down at, and uh, no what's the name i can't even remember the name texas barbecue right something gary's or somebody i can't remember the first name but it's uh it's pretty good stuff their brisket is uh, pretty darn good they're all of it's good but the brisket i think that's how you tell 
a good barbecue place by their brisket. If it's good and juicy, oh man. Spoken like a true Texan right there. <laughs> All right, Chef Pee Wee, what's your go-to meal for the family? Well, I don't do a lot of cooking because I don't do very well. But uh, if I'm if we got burgers, I'll go do those. I do those for the team and uh, that. But my favorite is uh, when my wife uh, uh, gets the ribs on. Okay, she gets the baby backs. It puts her rub on it. It's way better and just oh, it's good stuff. It's it's actually in the the Viking uh, cookbook. I I hope it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's we'll, have to check, we'll have to check out that recipe. Do you uh, do you have a favorite movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, not. I'm not gonna. I don't. Not really. I mean, I think the Star Wars. I was just. I'm not. Not this fanatic, but I enjoy stuff like that. Westerns, they're all, you know, whether it's space or Western, it's all, all pretty much shoot them up, bang up. I like those, but. All right. How about a favorite book? Ah, uh, well, the one I read the most is the Bible right now, but, uh, you know, I, I would say the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy was a good one. Uh, another good one. I mean, it's fun to uh, do that. Uh, Narnia uh, books as we, grew up with the kids doing those i mean i've got my oldest is uh, uh a narnia junkie uh uh growing out of it a little bit but she we still love to we go on trips we bring our narnia dvds and listen to to it so it's fun that's awesome do you have a favorite sports team to watch on tv at all you know uh, not not a sports team i i love the olympic track and field uh, you know, I mean, whether it's Olympics, world championships, but that's, that's, I get pretty excited, uh, to, you know, every four years to, to watch that and to keep it up. I just wish they would do less commercials <laughs> and put more track, <laughs> track on, but I enjoy all the, the Olympics actually, but track and field would be special. <laughs> I know you have a passion for hiking. Um, and there's a lot of those trails, especially out in the North Cascades. Do you have a most recommended hike in the area? Oh, geez. Any of them in the, in the area are great. Uh, they all have their own things. Uh, you know, this summer we went out Ptarmigan Ridge, uh, a little way, you know, most of the way, uh, that was a nice fun family hike. Uh, uh, but my favorite, it takes a little bit of glacier travel, but would be Ruth mountain going up there and just being in the, in the mountains and looking around, just have to know a little bit about mountaineering to yeah. get up there. So there's fewer people too. So that's part of it, but the trail to Hannigan pass is, is fun. Uh, and in there, but that would be my favorite probably. We're, uh, we're approaching holiday season, real <laughs> or fake Christmas tree in your household? Only a real one. And you cut <laughs> it down in the forest or do you go to a place? Uh, like we, we, we generally, uh, well, uh, we've cut it down. We go, go, my wife prefers nobles and they are very nice, uh, very expensive, but nice. Uh, the place that we've been cutting at river's edge closed down last year. So we're going to have to find a new place, but we go to a Christmas tree farm and get them. Good tradition there. I bet. Uh, Oh, fun. It's fun to go out with the kids. That might tie into my last question here. Best holiday tradition in your household. Uh, just family, just having family. And, uh, uh, you know, as, as I age, of course, the gatherings get smaller, the big ones are fun up to a point, you know, uh, a lot of them have been at 
our house. And so that's been fun to have people over and, and do that, but family and just uh, doing that, you know, that would be the big key. And this one will be a little bit different, but my family's here. So I'm, I'm still going to have a good one. Absolutely. Well, Pee Wee, um, that about wraps it up. We learned a lot about you, a lot about the program. Like I said, we probably could have talked about six hours, maybe even <laughs> more than that talking, you know, I, I I'm, I, I'm looking at this list I have in front of me that says 160 all Americans, 10, but... 10 individual national champions, 553 national participants, you know, 357 West Region All-Stars. The list goes on and on. But beyond that, um, I've learned this in my short time at Western that you're a people person and uh, the student athletes love you. And um, the impact that you have made on so many lives is what makes you an amazing coach. Um, like I said, 34th year at Western. Um, thank you for taking time to visit with us. And we'll do it again sometime in the near future. But until then, you and your family have a happy holidays and go Vikings. Go Vikings.